0: Oh, hello, and welcome to Al Dente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. And I'm Dr. Leviathan. And we're here to discuss those internet stories most creepy and most pasta wait Wait, no we aren't not today yeah not today guys because it's our 100th episode um so we've had a couple of emails come in or we've had some comments come in um asking us what our favorite horror movies are and such and we do talk a lot about horror movies when we're reference at least for referencing when we're talking about creepypastas because so many of them draw inspiration from
1: and movies are a more mainstream medium so it's easier to yeah it's You know, like, we could probably bring up, you know, like, obscure novels that we've read, but I mean,
0: not, not everyone's a reader, but yeah. everyone's seen movies. Yeah, exactly. Like, movies are, like, the pinnacle of horror genre. Well, and just, in this period. Just the widest spread. Yeah. Um, you know, what everyone has. It has such a stronger reach. Yeah. Because, hey, you just need to sit down and watch something on a screen.
1: Or not. You know, you could just pay attention, or do something
0: else. Yeah, no, and have most of my play. most of my childhood was like that, just watching hor- movies of various types and just drawing, or doing something else. But yeah, so, we decided for our 100th episode, we were going to do um, our top five favorite horror movies, and then our top five guilty pleasures. And of course, there'll be some runner-ups for both lists. Yeah, I mean, there, there are some yeah, movies that just... it's like... It's, don't quite <laughs> make the list, but there's something about them that you...
1: Yeah. There's a reason. Like and you the, gotta, you gotta throw it out anyway. Just like you know what, this isn't on the top five, but I'll be damned if you shouldn't watch it anyway. Exactly.
0: And it's like, um, it's like picking your own your your children. This was hard for us. For we sp- like it, it, we may be doing this episode now, but I presented like Leviathan with this like months ago. Oh, months. Ago. And and he was like, we need some time to work on this.
1: And so. then it
0: just so happened that you know
1: a few months passed, and then hey, look, our hundredth episode's coming up. Well, I guess we should pull the trigger on that movie
0: episode, eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and hopefully this will also give people some insight onto why we recommend certain creepypastas and why some of us don't <laughs> recommend. Yes. Um but unfortunately Mikey won't be here for this episode because well he's a newcomer and was kind of well, and we not here with the we? idea on last <laughs> yeah. minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he wasn't he wasn't on board when we first like, Well the idea for this.
1: this episode was before was him. Pre Mikey, the for evil.
0: So But yeah, so um I guess the question is who wants to start?
1: Um well there's there's one thing i got to say, because sure. I put a couple of rules on myself. Okay, yeah. Um, first thing I did was no movies based on Stephen King novels. I broke that rule once, because um, I could have... Does that count for both of us? No, or? that's okay. for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> because I could have filled the list, yes. like both lists, with Stephen King movies, because... There are some that were really are really so- good, and some that were really bad. <laughs> exactly, and I can enjoy both... Ver- like both of them and it's just it's it's a it's a self-imposed role just so that I didn't put you know seven different Stephen King movie, movie versions of his books on there and most of the time I would have put them on because I liked the book not necessarily the movie as yeah, much yeah you got the nostalgia um, from the
0: book when you were watching the movie.
1: so yeah. That that was something I put on myself, and I think we we just posted this where it was horror movies, not monster, monster movies, not cause... not necessarily monster yeah. movies, um, and not like thrillers or anything like that. Yeah. So there won't no. be any Silence of the Lambs on this. No. Now, question about the monster one. Um... Runners up? Does that
0: count for that? I don't care. Okay,
1: runners up is free it's game, man. Awesome.
0: All right, <laughs> talk about whatever the fuck you want on that. Yeah, I have a couple that maybe broken that rule for the for runners up just because it's like yeah, like monster movies. Like the reason why we have that in spoiler mean, is these because rules
1: are. Our, they're soft rules. I mean, I They're... broke I broke the Stephen King one, and I imposed
0: it upon myself. So, yes. but yeah, like the reason for the monster one is because a lot of horror, monster movies sometimes tend not to be horror movies, or at least they don't evolve. They evolve well, out and of horror. Well, our movies.
1: our best example for this is a franchise that we both love, the Tremors franchise. Yes, because awesome monster movies. But that not first really, one not scary. Yeah, like the even first, the first one isn't
0: really scary. Yeah, like there's some like moments of like what is it? Like it's mainly like the like leading up to the reveal of its giant worms. Um but that's about the expe- <laughs> the extent of the horror cuz otherwise it's just a a, a horror-themed action-adventure awesome movie. Action adventure movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, or The Mummy, the, the recent Mummy movies uh, with Ben Frazier. Like, those are not horror movies. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like
1: how we consider those recent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, did you hear uh, what's happening? Uh, Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe are actually uh, redoing the Mummy series.
1: Um, yeah, Universal is planning on redoing all of their classic monster movies. <laughs> nice. Dracula Untold was apparently supposed to be the start of that, but... Uh... They Based just... on reception, I don't think that one's gonna be. Which honestly, it's a shame. I enjoyed the movie. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a good Dracula movie, but it was a fun fucking popcorn flick. So it would be like similar to a guilty pleasure. <laughs> no, 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 because I actually enjoyed the story. Oh, um, okay. like like it was a well done movie. It wasn't horrible. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but that that was my opinion on it, and apparently, I was in the fucking minority. It <laughs> happens. But anywho, um, yes. so what do you want to start with? I think we should start with the good ones.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, like what, the like top five?
1: Yeah, and then go to Guilty Pleasures. That's what I was thinking Yeah, I think that'll be fun. Do we
0: want to do like one per list or... Yeah, one we'll list just go back and the- forth. Okay. Start at five, work your way up. Okay. If okay. you want to start. I guess I'll start, yeah. So, spoilers. My top, so my first one of my top five horror films is Pumpkinhead. Alright, hold so, on, I gotta
1: interject, because that's exactly where I put it, too. Really? <laughs> yeah. We both knew that this is gonna be on both of our lists, um, and I guess it just kinda, like, barely made the cut.
0: <laughs> well, for me, Pumpkinhead, which is the story of a man who's been wronged by some um, adolescent partying teens and their motorcycles uh, when he loses his son, and goes out into the, into the woods or bayou um, of his backwaters country and makes a deal with a witch and because we know how well those always yeah, go um and summons a demon creature um that will take vengeance on these kids by killing them all the problem is every time they he kills one um our lay, our lead protagonist get see uh, w- uh, feels uh, the, all the pain and, of the death and also is slowly becoming the next pumpkin head demon um or he's being corrupted by it with every kill so he then has to do another, it's then a reverse, like, vengeance thing and does, like, redemption where he has to try and save the remaining kids um, from the demon he summoned. And in the process, does battle with the monster. So, um, and it, when I first saw, when I, my first contact with Pumpkinhead was through magazines of, like, Rumor, uh, not Rumor, um, Fangat, uh. Fangoria magazine, which was a horror magazine in the 90s, and then a wax museum that had all, like, alien and monster horror movie characters. And I had to save... I I remember saving up for about a summer worth of, like, um, just odd jobs and uh, allowances to go and buy a copy of the VHS. (laughs) <laughs> Man, that was like the most gratifying thing I've, I I think I ever did in my childhood. As like when it comes to like movies or like getting something that I really wanted, um. And yeah, that movie does not disappoint. Like it's got a ton of the of the classic tropes of horror movies. Like you've got like the backwaters rednecky vil- like village. It's got a folkloric lo- uh, look to it because there's like a poem apparently that was based off. That the, yeah, the exactly. Movies were based based off on
1: an old thing.
0: Yeah, and like you get to see that like in pl- in play in the story where like some kids are bullying another kid by give- by telling him the sk- the boogeyman story. Um and then, yeah, it's, it's, the monster was made by the same guy who did the, the Velociraptors and Aliens um, prosthetics and makeup work um, for, like, Aliens and Jurassic Park. More importantly, this movie
1: was directed by the monster master himself, Stan Winston.
0: Yes, exactly, yeah. So, and has one of our favorite horror movie um, actors. One of my favorite yeah, actors. Yeah, just one of our favorite actors, really. Lance Henriksen. Sorry, Lance motherfucking Henriksen. <laughs> <laughs> so... And I mean, like, even if Stan didn't have
1: a hand in creating Pumpkinhead, you know whoever did was like, fuck, I'm creating a monster for Stan Winston's movie. Exactly. Like, you know whoever fucking did that, whether, because I honestly, I didn't come across the information on whether or not Stan Winston made the monster or not, or like, had his hand in it, um, or if he was too busy directing, because that's a possibility. Um, But you know that they were either stan winston or they were trying to live up to stan winston <laughs> yeah and i mean just in my opinion they fucking pulled it off i love that monster
0: yeah. he's just yeah it's like you can kind of see like why like the the guy who made it did like prosthetics and stuff like that it was was worked on other like t- similar things like you can kind of see his previous work in this one but at the same time it creates a new monster like, you can kind of get a xenomorph look to it a little bit, but it's, like, almost like the redneck, like, like or, like, far-removed, um, like, hillfolk version of the xenomorph, because it's got, like, apparently, like, I, uh, every, like, me, uh, action figure thing I think I saw of it back when I was a kid, or, like, even some comics, had it have wings, but you never actually saw those wings in, in the, the movies, it was just those giant spiny, or, like, spine, uh... On, spikes? I mean, I've got... The yeah, you actually have one, yeah. I've
1: got the damn toy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure all it has is the spikes.
0: Yeah, it's just the spikes. But I mean, I remember when I was a kid that seeing, like, there were apparently uh, some... It's got
1: big-ass shoulder blades, that's about it.
0: Yeah. I don't I remember seeing them with bat wings, but... Again, it was, like, in a magazine in my childhood, so... Well, yeah.
1: It, it
0: may have just... It may have also just been, you know, like. Artistic license. License, or. But yeah, like, the monster is just creepy and awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would not want to walk into a wood. I would be in the middle of the woods and run into that <laughs> at all.
1: Exactly. And, I mean, my favorite part, probably, in the whole damn movie is when the monster stabs. I can't remember who it was. Um, I think it's who.
0: Oh, stab someone the with a fucking shotgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> takes the shotgun from the guy and then, like, uses it, <laughs> the uh, a different uh, method that it should be used. Such a great like, effect. I was just like,
1: damn, that must have hurt. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, alright. <laughs> so definitely would recommend Pumpkinhead. If you haven't seen it yet, go see it. Because Yeah, it, you'll find it on, on on Netflix or some I don't think other. it's on Netflix. Um it, it. did
1: get D V D release. I think it might have even gotten a Blu ray release. It's definitely possible. Um but it definitely got two separate D V D releases. Yeah, um, and it's just honestly, it's a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Um fond, fond memories. One of my friends had it and he's like, he was like he's like lent it to me, he's like, You've gotta watch this movie. I was <laughs> like,
0: Okay <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's always like that kind of Scenario. So yeah
1: um it was brilliant in my opinion i don't know it was just it was a fun romp through the woods for me yeah so oddly enough we fucking agreed
0: it that that's gonna be a bad thing. that's yeah well that might also be the last one i think based on my list probably and your, and, yeah um so i guess i'll jump into the next one uh it's john carpenter's in the mouth of madness um, I'm a huge Lovecraft fan shock, I know, it's weird um, if you've listened to us before <laughs> um, and I love John Carpenter so when I found out that there was a John Carpenter movie that was about a Lovecraftian story, like pretty much a love letter to Lovecraft's like v- stories and vibe, I had to watch it and I fell in love with it from the very beginning Like Sam Neill plays a uh, uh, I believe a I think he's just an investigator like we never really figure out what he exactly does he hunts down he helps deal with like financial um, uh, like fraud fraud and some like of that for corporations and so he has to go hunt down a uh, an author who's gone missing but he finds like the keys to like wh- like or, like the map to where he went and it turns out that it's this it's strange enough it's the, the New England town that he wrote in all his books and so he goes down to this place uh, with um, the editor of the author and they just find a town of horrors that are being written, uh, pulled straight from the pages of the the author. Um, and then you find that it's, it goes deeper than that. And I just fucking love that movie because it's so Lovecraftian and so John Carpenter. <laughs> like, surprisingly, no, I don't think there's actually a lot of John Carpenter's like music, which I really like. Like the synth music or the his themes. But... Yeah, it's just like it has so many good lines. Like, do you read Sutter Kane just before the guy sh- blows the guys <laughs> blow the guy away with a shotgun? Um, and like, it, it also like it was a time before like CGI was a big th- big thing. So, but so but the effects, the visual effects of it, of like ripping into the gateway into the void beyond, and then like the giant pros- the giant like animatronic abomination that is that uh, that comes out is just amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> I loved in the mouth of Badness, guys. You should check it out. <laughs> oh no, it does have a it has, it does have a a, a a rocking theme at the very beginning by John Carpenter as like as, and it's like the whole the- rock theme is just done up to the backdrop of books being published. Um, and I didn't think that would be like an epic thing, but he made a fucking epic thing with that <laughs> with that rock album. John Carpenter, if he
1: can make yeah, if anyone could make something so, so like, boring <laughs> epic, like, epic. It, it would be john carpenter's music yeah exactly <laughs> all right Definitely. well number four for me is fuck i think it's my only thing in here from the 2000s um <laughs> it's mama um and it was yeah um i just i love this movie from the moment i saw like the first commercials for it i was like huh this is on my radar now went saw it in the theater i was like Fuck yeah, love this. Um, just yeah. Um which surprise the ever living should have me because um you know, it was Guillermo del Toro produced. Um and I kinda have a fucking huge hit or miss relationship with that guy. Yeah, we've talked um, about this. I either hate recording. him or I fucking love him. Um and I don't know, his he, he well Whatever his influence on this movie, it was just enough. Um, Because we we get to see the creature, because, I mean, I don't even know if it's a ghost story. Yeah, I guess technically it's a ghost story. Um, About these two little girls who are, you know, lost in the woods um, through fucking convoluted circumstances. But whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then, you know, they're basically raised for... I don't
0: know how long, a couple years, a few years. Yeah, a few years,
1: enough that, like, they go feral. Yeah, a few years by this fucking ghost in this, like, old cabin in the middle of the woods, and then they're found, and that's really when the movie starts, because, you know, they're taken in by their aunt and uncle, and shit gets fucking real. Yeah. And probably one of the best bittersweet moments in a to end a movie that I've ever seen and just I'm a sucker for adorable kids in movies and the the two little girl main characters their actresses are just so fucking adorable even even the feral one who would sooner rip
0: your face off is, as hug you yeah she's still adorable <laughs> yeah exactly like, when she's not, like, looking ravenous. and Even to, like, when she is, it's
1: awesome. <laughs> it's, I don't yeah. care.
0: Fair. Also, I like, like, we did say, yeah, it's definitely a ghost story. But that's the thing about this movie. We're not really sure what is going on until later in the movie when you're supposed to, like, drop that bomb. Yeah. Um, it's just... It's a similar
1: thing. That, there's uh, a reason
0: it's the most,
1: like, it's the only relatively recent movie on my list. Um, like, on any of my lists, pretty much. Because it, it's so rare for them to get a good like a a horror movie right these days and this one while being not necessarily like the story beats that you're expecting yeah well well, at least when you're expecting them like it's kind of offsets that a bit but it also just it does all of the good things right um, like, it doesn't beat you over the head with the monster, it doesn't, you know, just like, have it on screen all the time, taking away all of the mystery. Yeah, it's like,
0: oh, CGI, thanks. You don't get a
1: good look at it until the end, and it's, like, and it's that end, and it's a huge
0: payoff. Yeah. And it's just, it's so good. Yeah. I just... The ending is just such, is worth, like, the the, the wait to, up to, like, what happens, and even that journey is still, like, awesome. Yeah. I, every I just I enjoy it actually has movie. a good build up and then a pal in the end of it. Yeah, it was
1: I don't know I just it was one of those movies I walked out of it and I was like, this is my favorite movie of the year.
0: <laughs> nice. All right, so that's my four slot. All right, so my next one, <laughs> someone doesn't like I know, uh, is going to be it follows. So. It Follows is a very recent, like, 2016 or 2015 film um, that essentially is about a a girl who gets um, a sexually transmitted slasher, Um, a killer that no one else can see except for the people who um, had sex with the previous victim. Um, And it's just this... Predator that just never stops. It never breathes. It never sleeps. It just keeps walking. It doesn't even run. It just keeps walking toward the um, its target. And the only way to get away from it is to sleep with somebody else, so that the the, uh, the target changes to somebody else. The problem is once somebody, once the last person has been killed by the tar- by the creature, it then moves down the line of every other previous target. So. Okay, so for me that movie, this movie, uh there's so there's several different things why I like it. I love the music of it. It's very reminiscent of John Carpenter's 80s synth horror music, um which I am already in love with. Um it's got a great for me it's got a great build up of atmosphere um of like trying to like of dread of dealing with this thing that just never stops and never and you never know who it might be because it assumes different forms. And it could be a complete stranger, it could be your best friend, it could be your mom. and just, as long as it's a way to get to you clo- closer to you so that it can take you out. Um, and just the the twist on like the slasher flick where it's actually an STD because a lot of those slasher flicks, like the motif is that like if you do if you have sex or do drugs or whatnot as a uh, as a teen, you're gonna get your your slasher potter. So I liked that twist on it. I also love the twist of like, for most of the movie, I was like, "What the fuck time period are we in? Is this like a homage to the '80s? Like everything is like analog and like nothing's digital except for some." The one one weird one is that this there's this weird this uh, weird tablet somebody has that looks like a clamshell, um, but otherwise like everything else is like pretty like old school looking like all the cars are old. All the buildings, all the housing, it's very drab, and then, about halfway through the movie, I'm like, "Oh, this isn't really a homage to the eighties. This is just set in Detroit, and I don't know that made it just that much more be- like much more um flavorful for me to to see that so um, so again, a good setting, good atmosphere. I love the idea of the concept of the monster um and the ending is. For me was a nice was was a fitting ending for the story. Cause it actually to me this feels like a creepy pasta made into a movie. So that's why I would recommend It Follows. I guess that's that is my problem with it. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. That
1: and there, there is one thing I gotta say. Um it's one of the things that you liked about it, um, about how you know, like, in all of those older slasher movies, if you had sex, you were slasher fodder, or, like, if you had sex, yeah. you did drugs. Basically, if you... You were the monster's food. Yeah, you, you ended up getting... See, the thing that... The reason I don't like that and It Follows, um, and this is just one of many, many problems I yeah. have with it, is that in It Follows, it's like, oh, you had sex, you're gonna die. Whereas, they never say that in, like... I mean, I say never, but um, only sif and absolutes or something. Yeah, <laughs> um, which sounds pretty absolute. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they in the older movies they didn't say if you have sex, if you do drugs, you're gonna die. Yeah, it wasn't until I mean, scream came ar- scream came around that that you know was a thing that Where, people like, in the movies say. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it it's it was more subtle back then. Like yes, the person who had sex, you know, premarital sex and did drugs. Yeah, they fucking died. But no one ever told you they were going to die. Yeah, they it just, just had the sex. It, yeah. did the drugs, got cut in half, and that—that's really the the part that's missing from it follows, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm not going to no, tell I, you you're wrong. I'm going to yeah, bite not, my no, tongue not, on that. Not,
0: not for this one, yeah. I, I understand that, and I get you, like I get you what you're meaning. Like the, it definitely isn't. Um, it doesn't stray from the. It, it goes away from the subtle or like tone of it that all those other ones. Well, I feel and that, for me that that's the problem
1: with a lot of newer
0: movies is, is that, that they're not they,
1: subtle. <laughs> they don't give a shit about subtlety.
0: Yeah. Um, my thing with this one is that I know it's a commentary on. On like old ho- on the horror movies on that that trope, I enjoy. Uh, like, That's the other thing that uh, as a like as wh- a viewer of horror movies nowadays, I really enjoy like knowing the commentary, getting a meta commentary on like horror genre tropes. That's one of the reasons why *Captain of the Woods* is also a favorite of mine. All my runners up. <laughs> Um, spoilers. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, I, I can see what you, what you mean, like, why you don't like it. I just, I don't, I don't mind what they do with it, so it's gonna happen, yeah. Yeah, you, you disagree with me. That's fine. Yeah. all right, so. I guess that's me. Yeah. Um, what do
1: we have two, three? This one, um, yeah, I just, I love this one. Um, it's a near and dear place to my heart, because I saw this when I was, like, a we fucking taught, and by we taught, I mean I was, like, eight, um maybe even her. I don't know. But uh and I fucking watched them out of order because mm-hmm. I watched the second one, then I watched the first one, and then eventually in my, when I was a teenager again, I saw the third one. Um when I was a teenager again. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that works works for me. Um and it's it's the Poltergeist movie. Um mm-hmm. specifically the first one um cuz for me the second one was kind of meh. Um and I'm going to talk about the third one later. Yeah. But um, and, you know, the fucking remake has nothing to do with anything in this video. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, <laughs> not at all. But if anyone's not familiar with it, I mean, it's... it's For me, this is my penultimate haunted house movie. Yes. Um, it's just... And it's... Well, I guess it's not technically a haunted house. It's a haunted little girl. But, um, like, the characters in this movie um, are just... They're so good. Um, we, we learn so much about them. I mean, even the bratty little brother, we get little snippets of his life and the, you know, the put upon older sister. We get, you know, a look into her world. We get the to enjoy parents, love these characters. We, yeah. We get to know the parents, um, and just everything. And then again, I'm a sucker for an adorable little girl. Um, Carol Ann is just the sweetest, most cheek pinchable little kid in a movie ever in my opinion um and just it's so good and no one dies yeah. in the entire movie there is not a single death in this movie and it's still i mean it didn't ma- it never made me shit my pants but it- it's it's a scary movie it has its moments
0: of like Grr. Yeah, the visuals like are not CGI. Did not have any CGI back in the day, but they their visual effects are still hold up today as creepy and oh yeah, like like it's that it, fucking it's, tree, man. Oh, um, that tree and like just that um, that scene where he's like uh, like he where he's he, flossing and his fucking face falls apart. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. Oh god! And then it turns. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The effects
1: in this movie are just fucking. Top of the line, um, especially, I'm pretty sure this is the one that was 1982. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I looked up a lot of movie release dates in the past uh, week or so. And, yeah, 1982 and the effects are just phenomenal. And, I mean, uh, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure this one is technically not credited to being directed by Steven Spielberg, but at he's the same time... On he's on I think is, he's... He's involved in it. Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> It might actually have been directed by him, um, and he, but even if it isn't, his involvement, his fingerprints are all over this oh, yeah. movie, um, and in all of the best ways. Yeah. Um, just so delightful, this entire movie. Um, start to finish, it's just, it's fun. Like, it, it has fun moments. It's like got
0: scares. When, the, got when these minutes.
1: people realize that their house is haunted, They'd- they have Fun with it, yeah, yeah. Like it's like, like, hey, watch this. Puts the kid down. I mean,
0: safety first. She's got a fucking <laughs> oversized football helmet on. Had a couple. Of, I think did she have pillows or was that? Um, uh, like, that I don't know. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, she's, she's got, got a giant.
1: On. On. It's fucking like they react like normal people because to start with. It's not dangerous. It's just weird. Yeah, it's a, there's a sense of wonder and yeah. like it's like oh and man, they have so the same reaction that most people would have like oh shit if i put something here it's going to slide across the fucking floor. Yeah. Let's see
0: if it'll work with me. Yeah. <laughs> and whoop. Or like and then when they first start, when the investigators come in and they start like investigating the room and you just see like this like the the vort the the small like Floating cyclone the of like bedroom cyclone. of shit floating around. Yeah, it. yeah exactly. It's just <laughs> like it, again for like that period, like that time period. It was really well done, and it's just like, oh, it's so beautiful. And then the horror starts to creep in. <laughs> well, at that point, the horrors are because Carol Ann in abducted, at that yeah. point.
1: Um, but like even um, like because the investigators are like, you know, holy shit, they're floored by it but the people who have been living in this house waiting for these people to they're get there, like, yeah. they're just like, yeah, this is... A thing, This is yeah. life now. Yeah. <laughs> we <And> live here. <laughs> I don't know. That just seems so... Kind of genuine? And spot on. Yeah. Um, and something that you don't get in a lot of movies. Um... With the supernatural. Like, there's no sense of, for the most part, in most horror movies and shit, there's no sense of passage of time. Yeah. Whereas this one, I mean, we're talking 1982, like, you had to get a hold of these people, then they, like, I mean, even if they're local, there's fucking schedules to organize. Exactly, yeah. Um. So, I mean, you know, like, there was a sense of passage of time, and these people just fucking lived in a fucking haunted house, and that was their life, and it was just... I don't know. It worked for me. Um it just and it stood out as just a really fun thing and the effects always like
0: no matter what they do today those effects still hold up and yeah. that's just like it definitely holds it, it it's a it's a mountain away from uh like up in the clouds away from the new re- the remake that came out that tried to emulate most of that movie. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I mean they're two very different animals because the new one, first off, this is my huge beef with fucking remakes. Um, it cuts a half hour off the runtime, and that half hour is one hundred percent getting to know the characters before shit hits the fan. Yeah. And that that's always what they cut. And like, if you're trying to make me... Like, you're putting these characters in horrendous situations, but I don't give a shit about them. Yeah. So I don't give a shit about what happens to them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It and... kind of separated it from a lot of those horror movies from that period, because, again, like, movies nowadays, like, a lot of slasher flicks and a lot of, like, monster movies, or, like, horror monster movies and stuff of like that, um, that were really poorly done sometimes, uh, like, in that period, it was like... All right, so who's gonna die first? Yeah, like, that was the kind of thing. Like that was the mentality. It was like uh, that's the mentality that's held up all and throughout poltergeist, like two decades. The
1: so. poltergeist had the audacity to say no one dies. Yeah, no one died. We saved the
0: we we saved everybody, and we're getting the fuck out of that house. Yeah,
1: before it gets swallowed into, <laughs> into a singularity. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh god, just
1: but yeah, yeah, um, I just it was a fun movie, and I mean even the second one. One, I still yeah. enjoy. It gives you, like, I mean, it kind of rewrites the backstory a bit, but, but at the same time, it still had movie. some really good visuals. Yeah,
0: still had some really good store development because the characters are suffering still, like a little bit post uh, post Singularity House. Yeah, <laughs> um, like yeah, like, and then like they're having to deal cope with like other tragedies that happened during that movie. Um, so I think the, they go to stay with the grandmother, and then the grandmother passes fairly early on. I don't it. Uh, or something know. like that. Um, but yeah, so like they, yeah. I haven't seen the movie yeah. in a while. No, yeah. Because, um, so I mean, I
1: watched the first one for the most part, <laughs> and then I'm fucking done.
0: Yeah. Fair. <laughs> but yeah, so it was like a nice... It, it, it continued it, the story, it continued story it, but it, it was It bigger.
1: it bigger. It was more than the first one. I mean, it, it was everything a sequel should
0: be. It just wasn't as good. Yeah. Um, Can't beat the first one. Exactly. Like, the first one, I feel, could have ended there. Well, and I would have been content. I mean, like, in ter- like not had any sequels, and I would have been content. Yeah. It, it. Well, that's the thing. It was good. Yeah.
1: And to this day, you can still just watch it. I mean, that's another thing that baffles me about the fucking remake is this movie still holds its own. Why did you even remake it? Yeah, exactly. But whatever. Yep. I, I bitch about remakes all the time. Yep. No one listens to me. Except me. Occasionally, me, but.
0: <laughs> Anywho, what's your number two? Number two would be *Wreck* one and two. Now that's *Wreck* as in record, not *Wreck* as in the train wreck. Although, some people. Anyway, *Wreck* um, for me. So *Wreck* is a Spanish film. So it's you can watch it either in a dubbed version or subtitled. I'd recommend the subtitle, because you just the inflections a lot better, um, even if they're speaking in Spanish. Um, and it, it, it follows these new, the, this news crew who are following a fire department in their, mid, their overnight um, uh, routine. And halfway through the night, they get a call to go to an apartment um, or uh, apartment complex and uh, deal with a, um, uh, what's the word, uh, a disturbance. And so they go in and shit hits the fan pretty quick and boom, zombies. Except they're not quite zombies, they are. They seem to be possessed, like people that are getting possessed. Um, they have like red, bloodshot eyes. Um, they're frothing at the mouth. They're like just even when you shoot them, they still some of them still get up and keep coming. Um, and it, the first movie and the second movie really like honestly should be like they're part one and part two of the same movie because the second one continues at a different angle the same night and goes into this and, and goes into the events of the first movie. So. That's why I recommend both of them, I have both of them on my list. Um, and you find out through the uh, through this horror, um, this haunted house essentially of zombies, um, as the characters try to survive because they're quarantined in this apartment by the government. Um, that up on the in like the top f- suite, there is a there was a uh, uh, a man from the Vatican doing research on demonic possession and stuff, and that's where it kind of all broke out. And the story, like it's it's just such... For me, this movie is one of my favorites because, A, it's kind of what rekindled my love for found footage films, um, and the other part being that uh, it twists... It, it takes the zombie trope, the zombie genre of it, and gives us a new, a brand spanking new version of it like that I had not seen pre- previously, where it was a biological or chemical version of a demonic possession that somebody was researching for the Vatican and it got loose. But for some reason it's somewhat still supernatural because the mon- the zombies um get paralyzed when you start speaking scripture or start speaking from the Bible, like phrases from it. And like they are like when the when a reverend comes in, they are able to um postpone, um, and actually communicate with the demon that's inside of one of them. Uh, and it just goes crazier from there, but in this, like, very in this very, like, hopeless, desperate struggle to try and survive this apartment where everything on all sides of you are attacking you. Like, there's zombies, there's, um, something supernatural up in the top suite, and the government is not letting you get, get out of this apartment alive. So, I really enjoy the rec series for spinning the zombie trope, the zombie films, on their head. And giving me an or giving me a, a reason for why zombies happen that I was not expecting, um, but yeah, so definitely the first two rec movies I would recommend as my, one of my favorite. And, is that
1: me? Yep. Um, so this this is actually where the surprises are gonna start. Yay! Um, because my number two, you probably expected my number one, yep. and this is the Hellraiser franchise, um, specifically one and two, but I mean. I love all <laughs> nine of the movies. Um, I mean, e- even fucking Revelations. It was it was a good movie. I don't care. Um, but it, it's mostly because of Doug Bradley as Pinhead, which we didn't get in Revelations, but he was there from the start and stuck through in all eight movies, like all eight of the other movies. And his Pinhead is just so. Iconic. So (laughs) fun. Like, this guy has a disdain for humanity, but at the same time he seems to revel in humanity's, like, depravity. And it's just... it's He's so much fun. I mean, he gets a fucking monologue in pretty much every movie, and they're always just... For me, they're just fun little, you know, observations about the human race. Um, But the first movie um it's just again technically it's well like effects wise it's just it's how the fuck did they do that specifically frank's resurrection fucking just yeah what the hell and it's so it's so gross oh, yeah. and it's so just good Um, and gooey.
0: (laughs) It was a very visceral experience.
1: It's just, it was, it was fucking bad.
0: Um. I will say, when you first lent it to me, like, for the first time I watched it, like, last year or two years ago, I was not expecting it to be as, as, like, visceral as it was. I was like, wow, that is really gooey. Yeah. (laughs) That is really gross. It was just,
1: it was really well done, um... And the second one, I mean, they just, they got a bigger budget and they did more with it. They expanded um, the
0: lore a little bit? They
1: expanded the lore a huge amount. Like, we see right, yeah, Pinhead we see- before he's Pinhead when he was a human. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just, I would recommend wholeheartedly, um, easily the first two um, to any horror fan. Yeah. Um, After that, they can get a little silly from time to time. And, I mean, after the fourth one, apparently they weren't even originally supposed to be Hellraiser movies. They were Uh, written as other movies. And and then then,
0: they got that
1: on them. And then they inserted Pinhead and some Cenobites, and there we go, we got a Hellraiser movie. Um, And some of them were okay. I mean, in the sixth one, um, Hellraiser Hellseeker... They bring back um, the heroine from the first and oh. second movie. Um, they bring her character back and insert her into the story, and there's just and they bring back the same actress as well. Yeah, um, that's my which it was. was fun for me, and just her interacting with Pinhead again after all these years. It was just fun. Um, but yeah, Pinhead's monologue in every movie is just. It, it's why I watch. Yeah. Um, the Cenobites, um, up until, like, pretty much the end of the franchise, the Cenobites are always fun and, for the most part, new. I mean, Torso in Hellraiser Inferno is just amazing. He he makes me chuckle every time. Um, I, I could honestly do a <laughs> whole fucking episode about the Hellraiser franchise,
0: Maybe at some point we will.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean there's there's nine movies to date and yeah. Um Exactly. Yeah. This is um but yeah. Is I love them all, but one and two, um honestly I think the second one is actually the better movie, um, basically because it was made pretty much at the same well, not at the same time, but like Right, the next Before year. one, like, before the first movie, basically, I think before it got released. Oh, really? They were making the second one. Nice. um, And, yeah, that's just, that's the, which is why this is the humorous part, because in the second one, spoiler alert, they killed Pinhead. Yeah. Because they didn't know how much of a fan favorite he was. Because they hadn't gotten the reactions back. That
0: explains a little bit, yeah. Um, it explains a lot about that. And point.
1: then he became the focus of the franchise, basically. Yeah. Um, and yeah, because his,
0: his Doug, Lee, Doug Bradley's performance, and... like every like I there, I mean we like both of us know. I knew lines from 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 Hellraiser before I even fucking saw the series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> before I wa- started watching the. Well, yeah, I use them in general conversation. Yeah, but I mean, even before you. <laughs> But yeah, he's pinhead is just I don't know he's, a, he's there's a, a great reason I an yeah there's a reason he's such an a why you like see him in like tons of horror and he's magazines not even now. necessarily the bad guy in my opinion I mean he's
1: just he's think, a guy working a job yeah his job just happens to be you know taking people to hell exactly <laughs> and punishing those who deserve it or ask for it as the case may be his roles kind of change over between movies but yeah it's I don't know. Pinhead, his monologues, Cenobite designs are usually rather fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, Pinhead. Yeah. What's uh, your number one? Well, my number one you actually stole. It.
0: You actually stole my number one. Um, original Poltergeist movie. <laughs> uh, I actually recently watched it uh, for Thanksgiving with family and was like fuck, I forgot how much I love this movie (laughs) Um, and how good it is. And so, like, actually,
1: that's good because there's something that we didn't even fucking talk about when we were talking about it for me,
0: and that is, fuck, I cannot remember her name, but the, uh, the psychic. Oh, yeah, Tangina, the psychic. Um, she, yeah, she really made that movie, too, like, like... Iconic like again, like there's if there's one thing horror movies really do, it's make really memorable characters with really memorable lines. Yeah, like Tangina, this little short, um, elderly psychic girl woman, um, walks in and like despite her stature, her physical stature, she has a presence. Oh yeah. Um, like an acting presence and like a character presence, uh, and she's got this motherly like motherly uh, nature to her that's also really stern. Like she knows what the fuck she's doing. Yeah, and like they like they tried to emulate it in the new in the in the remake and to bring up the remake unfortunately but they do not capture Tangina's wow. like i mean they, whatever like yeah that completely changed the character yeah they made him a fucking ghost adventure they made it, character. they made him a
1: him yeah. um honestly and i liked the... i did like the I did actually, if they were yeah. going to make Tangina a guy they they actually
0: picked, they chose the right actor yeah they you the right, right actor, actor yeah. he was really good yeah. um but i mean and I It, mean, a, it it's, it's a failure yeah. from concept. Like, and they tried to update it so that they made it, oh, it's a ghost adventure. Like, well, he's got his own show and stuff. And, like, Tangina just walks, like, they, they bring her in because she's a specialist. She comes in, she know she feels everything that's going on, and she cares right from the get-go, this family. Oh, yeah. This plight.
1: Her level of empathy, um, honestly, if anything, it helps the audience's empathy with these characters. Yeah. And,
0: um, like, the most iconic
1: line is, like, this house is clean. <laughs> and her voice. Yeah. Like, yeah it's like it's on top of her just being a powerful presence in these movies, she's also just, as soon as she comes on screen, bam, this movie just got fucking
0: fun. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, there's that. Um, I just, yeah, I still love this, like, I, again, and honestly, when I was a kid, we watched this movie religiously because... My little sister actually loved this movie as a kid growing up. Like, this was her favorite movie, not even, like, favorite horror movie. This was the one that kind of, like, we when we were at the cottage, this was what we were watching most well, weekends. and this is... that.
1: That's one of the great things about it, because as a horror movie, it's, like... If you were a, a horror purist, you could almost say this is barely a horror movie, because no one dies,
0: there's, like, no gore, um... There's actually... Uh, but even yeah. without that, it's still... It's still it's creepy. still terrifying. Yeah, like, again, as a kid, um, like, we'd watch it. I mean, yeah, we watched it a lot. We also didn't watch, like, go straight to Bed afterward. <laughs> or we watched it during the afternoon. <laughs> we also didn't watch it a lot because our blankets were up over our faces. <laughs> it's- like I actually, I now that I think about it, I think I remember most of the times we watched it was during in broad daylight, <laughs> not at night at all. Um, but yeah, like just like recently when we went to watch, it, we, we watched it for Thanksgiving. Um, it was just like, fuck, this is a great movie. Like I kind of wanted to wa- like like I wanted to keep watching. I wanted to watch this one and then watch the next one. I actually had the next one on my list with this one, but I feel that this one is the stronger movie yeah and
1: Um, it stands because it's the one i remember the most and it stands better alone
0: in my opinion yeah exactly like the other one like yeah it had some like interesting new directions and but it kept the same actors same characters it just wasn't as good as the first one so like we've been kind of spewing for the last yeah two versions of it um yeah can't recommend enough go see poltergeist the original one um it's got to be out there on streaming sites or something or streaming uh, programs or something i don't know if it's on netflix because i think the other one uh no the the remake is but the that pissed me off actually with netflix Uh, that's actually a, a little bit quick beef um i went to go see halloween on Netflix because I was like in the mood for like some old classic. Uh, yeah, they've got slash. Halloween six. Yeah, well, I at the time I saw Halloween. It had the cover for Halloween. It was not. It was not John Carpenter's Halloween. Oh, it was Rob, it was Rob Zombie's. And mind you, that one was interesting. But I really just wanted to watch the original one. Yeah. Because that for that Rob Zombie's one, well, it's fun. It's too much. There's too much um, backstory of there's Michael too much Myers. Rob Zombie. Yeah, um, that's really what it is. Like, yeah. Mike, like michael like My- michael we we get to know we know too much about michael myers is like and it's not even that I just, like stuff. rob not zombie's, no, zombies no. direction
1: he's he's a good director but um honestly i think the best thing he ever directed was when he wasn't allowed to make well maybe not the best thing but the best thing to come from him directing came about because he wanted to make the Texas Chainsaw remake, and they wouldn't let him, so... He made he
0: House of a Thousand Courses? made
1: He made totally not Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and, you know, then we ended up getting Devil's
0: Rejects as Which well. Which is a really solid movie, too. It's just, like, it's a, it's, it's a sick it's a movie. Better, <laughs> it's a
1: better standalone movie yeah, than that House of I mean. a Thousand. Yeah. Actually, and never seen. Honestly, Ghost, you but... don't need House of a Thousand to watch Devil's Rejects.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the Bible. Because I've never actually seen House of a Thousand Corpses. I've heard tons about it, but I I got Devil's Rejects for Christmas once. And I saw it I saw and... House
1: of a Thousand once, and back when it first came out, and it was basically just yeah, it was basically just Texas Chainsaw Massacre without. Like with instead of Leatherface, yet yeah, there was just a whole fucking family of fucking super weird people, exactly as opposed yeah. to a whole family of weird people and then super weird Leatherface. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was just yeah. yeah, it was fucking
0: Rob Zombie'd exactly, and it was it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's just not um, what I typically look for in a movie. Yeah, but yeah, um, going back to the list. Uh, Jesus Christ, we're only on the top five ho- favorite horror movies. Not think of The pleasures or runner-ups. Um, yeah, this yeah. might be a two-part. Original Poltergeist definitely gets my vote on that. Um, for the fo- for my first one. Um, so for your first one. Yeah, or number one.
1: Oh, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're up to me. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. And, and this this is the surprise. And I'm sure you're not actually going to be surprised because you know me well enough and you know the this franchise because I had to do a whole franchise on this one. Um, you knew this was going to end up on my list. And since I haven't said it yet, it's the Omen franchise. Um, I mean, I don't even think I have to go into the plot here. Um, so I'm actually going to just basically skip that because... Yeah, this movie is so famous. It's been parodied by everyone. Yeah, um, and it's just—it's a classic um, for obvious reasons. It's a well-done movie. The second one is just as great um, as the first one, in my opinion. Um, fucking stumbles on the third one. Um, even Sam Neill couldn't save it, just because I mean, it was—it was, was poorly written. It was just a bad movie. Yeah, um, but. Then, Fox goes ahead and tries to revitalize the franchise with a made-for-TV movie, The Omen 4, and it is, it's a new direction, while having more of the same, and it's just, it's so surprisingly good. Um, and, like, the acting in it, for the most part, is pretty solid, um... And I mean, it was made in the early '90s, and they bring some fucking, you know, hippie crystal that be- BS into the movie for because the '90s. Yeah, because it was the 90s. trending. But they Trends. made it applicable to the Omen franchise, and it was just—it was really well done. It was honestly, because I mean, when a franchise gets to the fourth movie, it's usually pretty fucking stale. Yeah, and this was. Not necessarily a breath of fresh air, because it didn't really need a breath of fresh air, but it got a breath of fresh air. And after the disappointment that was The Omen 3, um, the fourth one being as good as it was was just so surprising. And then when I'm doing my research for this episode, I find out that it wasn't well-received. And I'm like, what the fuck? How? I mean, don't get me wrong. You compare it to Richard Donner's first Omen movie, and yeah. Yeah. No, it's not that. But that already exists. I don't need that. Yeah. What I needed was the fourth Omen movie. And it was, like, surprisingly good. Um, and I mean, like, this this entire franchise, this is, like, these are my Christmas movies.
0: (laughs) Nice. I mean, I have Gremlins, so I can't complain.
1: I watch Gremlins, too. But, like, these are my Christmas movies. I try and make it through all of them. Um... To varying degrees of success from year to year, but yeah, they're so worth a watch. Um, and anyone who gets their hands on a copy of The Omen 4, fucking, you gotta watch it. You'll, you'll be pleasantly surprised. And that's just, yeah, that's just how, how good of a new concept they took. I don't know, it was, it was a different direction for me. Um, and, well, it was a different direction for the movies, and it was good. Also, I mean, there's a fucking convoluted timeline, because the movies are made within, like, a couple years over with so other. many years. But then they time-skip to... he. Damien goes from, like, I think at the end of the first one, he's, like, five-ish, four or five, and, like, in the third one, he's an adult. Yeah. You know, with his eyes on the presidency. So, <laughs> that's the one as remember, it goes... Yeah. As it goes, the first, the time of the first movie gets pushed further and further back, to where it's set in the fifties retroactively. <laughs> Does so that the, the first the, one? Well, it's never
0: stated. That's good because like that, uh, well like, it just kind of happens.
1: Yeah. But I mean, like in the third one, he's you know he's an adult, you know, and, and trying to get into the and presents. into the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah, it's just it, it's it's humorous. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I never really thought about it until it got pointed out to me, and then I was like, <laughs> "That's hilarious." But yeah, just such a good franchise in general. I mean, with I the final that. conflict being the weakest link. Yeah. It, it is a weak fucking movie. Um, but at the same time it leads to the fourth one and that's, and that's okay. And kind of
0: re- 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 Also, they didn't And do then there's... Th- was it remakes? It was a remake.
1: Yeah. Um, and it got as far as the first movie and it was basically a shot-for-shot remake. Yeah. It was fantastic. Launched, yeah. It
0: was fucking fantastic. And they launched it, I think, on like 666. I don't know. Yeah, they, la- yeah, they launched it on the sixth month... Of the, sixth, the sixth day of the sixth month of the 6th, 2006. <laughs> Regardless. Yeah. It, like, it, was, it
1: was a shot-for-shot okay. remake. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Um... And, oh, where was I going with this? He's so rudely interrupted I'm sorry. I know. Regardless, it yeah. was fucking...
0: Yeah, it's just... I mean, we could gush over all of our movies, like, over and over again, but then we'd have, like, yeah. a four-hour show, so... <laughs> this, yeah. <laughs> like, this as it is, is going to be a one, guys. Uh, since we're net, we're, we've are we're we just hit the, the end of our top five favorites. Yeah, and I'm pretty
1: sure we just hit the hour mark.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. So, for runner-ups, do we want to do those just, like... Quick and eat quick and fast. Oh, I thought we were just going to do them. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, we can do, oh, yeah. like, no, we can we, do them. Okay. I don't have these written down, so I might actually miss a couple, but All yeah. Right. Um, well, I'm just going to, how about we just do like yep. one list at a time? Yeah, just okay. go. So, yeah, for my runners ups, I have the Blair Witch Project because while Rec 1 and 2 revitalized my 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 uh, my love for found footage films, Blair Witch definitely um, started it um, because it's like, like a lot of people who got started on found footage films. Um, I just love the direction and the, the horror, even though nothing really happens to them, the, the, the sense of something being, them being stalked and being lost in the woods really got me. So that's that. Uh, Cabin in the Woods, um, because like I said earlier with It Follows, I love commentary on horror movies, in horror movies, um, much like Scream even. So Cabin in the Woods was just a nice, like, well, it could be debated, it's not really a true horror movie. It's kind of like a horror comedy. It's a horror commentary. It's... It's a satire. Um, yeah. It's that's the horror satire. That's the
1: same thing that makes um, Scream so fun, is because it's a satire of the horror. It's a genre. satire
0: of the slasher genre. Yeah. Whereas um, Cabin in the Woods is a satire of like Evil Dead and everything else, <laughs> because yeah. they have this like yeah like people. Some kids go to the ca- to a cabin in the woods. Turns out it's it, more than it seems. own thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, right, sorry. So, yeah, go check out Kevin the Woods if you like commentary on horror movies. Um, the Tremors films, because, and they make it on this runners-up, because while they're not horror movies, they are still my favorites. really good movies. Yeah, they're still my favorites. Um, I, I, I was contemplating, putting Tremors 4 as my guilty pleasure, because it's, they try, it's not the best one, but they try, um... But yeah, the whole series as a whole is just super fun because they keep so many characters and they just keep evolving, like, developing the the world, the lore of Tremors. Um, Halloween, uh, really, the drawing Carpenter one, not the Rob Zombie one. (laughs) Um, Really enough said, like... (laughs) Yeah, the the penultimate like popular theme of John Carpenter, an iconic uh, slasher with Michael Myers. Yeah, an iconic theme, an iconic victim like or like a victim slash heroine like heroine in Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. it's just... And, like, the small town, um, like, setting is, like... It's what inspired so many other slasher flicks and monster yeah, movies and it, It's Yeah. Um, and yet, also, kind of, like, if you think about it, kind of reminds you of, like, those black-and-white, like, 50s movies with, like, giant monsters attacking small suburbs. Um, so, also, okay, so that's that. Like, Halloween, go see it if you haven't already. What's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, and then The Thing by John Carpenter not the prequel uh, I don't even scene. know
1: how that didn't make it on the list honestly probably because I don't own it so I don't. Have, I haven't seen it in it's like just, a decade yeah.
0: the whole like the horror of isolation and not being able to trust the people Such you work with movie. and just so many like so many badass and like uh, like just either badass moments and some lines like again like the it starts off with like the guy uh, like uh like Playing chess on a computer and he keeps losing, so he pours a scotch into the uh, machine. Is like cheeky bitch. <laughs> I just like there's, and then like it just spirals into madness as like they don't know who's the thing and who isn't. Um, yeah, I just and by the end and it ends in like uh, it ends so darkly. Like if this thing had gotten off of Antarctica, we would have been fucked. It, it's and that's a perfect why,
1: storm of a movie. Yeah,
0: and l- the thing as well as in the Mouth of Madness and uh, another one called Prince of Darkness are all part of John Carpenter's. Um, non-direct uh, trilogy of apocalypse movies. Because also, and in, in the mathematics of madness, I forgot to add this. Um, that one is still Lovecraftian because it. There is no happy ending. We, our hero, sits down, watches a uh, watches a movie of his of his his experience from the movie um, because the author made the book and the world is going to hell. The Lovecraftian creatures are breaking through into our world. People are mutating into them. And he just sits down and enjoys the movie and starts laughing hysterically while the world burns. Um, but with the thing, it's more or less a an apocalypse that could have happened, um, and it's a great movie for that, like for the horror of it. Um, and so that, yeah, that's my runners ups. Um, so, <laughs> all right. Well, for me, um, the other front runner for
1: like a more current movie. Um, or more recently, a movie and this is honestly probably the only other recent horror movie I think that I can think of that I actually liked, um, The Conjuring. Yep. It it was it was a well done movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, what else? Um, kind of breaking my Stephen King rule, but The Dark Half was just a really good movie. Um, one of us has to give a nod to Alien yeah I was that one was, I before was before the thing. franchise became an action franchise it was a horror it movie. was a horror movie on and par it was, with
0: the thing kind of because it was super isolation and it was good it yeah. was just
1: it was fantastic it was creepy um it's not the movie that I go to when I go to the alien franchise necessarily because it's a bit of a slow burn usually when I'm going for the alien franchise I'm going for the action and the guns and the fun yeah and, uh, of the that Cameron
0: took over when, Yeah, from early Scott yeah. um
1: But yeah, fantastic movie. Um, Definitely got to throw a nod to uh, the Psycho franchise. I know I kind of said no thrillers, and that's not But the
0: runners-ups kind of...
1: Yeah, Uh, I'm bending rules just because there is no (laughs) weak movie in the psycho franchise they're all good the only weak psycho movie is the remake yeah (laughs) um and that's not even that weak because it's just it's not as good as the original and that's a problem with remakes yeah but yeah they're all good um
0: well i think the major problem with remakes is if it's if it's not broke don't fix it exactly
1: um but yeah it's that that's a franchise that honestly should be it should be on my list, but I just only had five spots. Yeah.
0: No, that... Yeah, and I don't want to, like... Again, like, these top five are, like, the ones that, like, most stood out to us, but, like, we have other movies that, like... It's not to say that we don't love, like, other movies that yeah didn't make it off that list. Like, I have a huge... Like, if I was to, like, name off, I'd have a list, like, the size of fucking... Yeah. Queen Street. It's just... It's...
1: Yeah. Um... Yeah, I I mean, it's probably pretty obvious I'd throw uh Halloween on there too. Yeah.
0: The thing you said you would Yeah, throw the there. thing.
1: Um just
0: yeah, so many. Yeah, like I enjoyed Mama too. Like so like I just it I had other movies I had to choose from. It's exactly. like choosing your children. <laughs>
1: exactly. It's like Sophie's choice. Um <laughs> but yeah, um I think that that's probably I mean, I know I'm missing There's... I'm missing dozens. <laughs> yeah. But in the uh in the cause of getting this
0: over. <laughs> yeah, um, Again, we still have the guilty pleasures, but yeah, like these oh, are um,
1: the fucking the good son. Again, it's more of a thriller right. than but, anything. But honestly, it's just seeing Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood just fucking. It was good.
0: Nice. All right. So moving on to from the best to. This list is serious business. <laughs> there will be no distractions. For me, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, I fucking jotted it down three seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. What I put months of thought
0: yeah, I don't, up, yeah, you know, we, it, yeah, And actual amount of research. Yep. So...